Hi guys, welcome back to Love, Sex and Magic with me, your host, Mel Wells. And today's episode is a very special one because it is with a previous member of the Queendom, which is my fabulous business and leadership mastermind. So you may know Sam as Samantha Daly. And in this episode, we talk all things business building, coaching. We speak about shifting our relationship with our work lives, how we organize our calendars, how we integrate feminine leadership into our lives and business, and also Sam's journey through working with me in the Queendom for the last year and a bit. So Samantha is a spiritual business and mindset coach, certified past life regression practitioner and top podcast host from New York. Her journey into the world of self-development began after she graduated college and decided to take the untraditional path by turning down her corporate job offers and moving to Europe. She packed her bag into two suitcases and left everything behind to explore the world, expand her mind and find her purpose. Now as a professional coach, she helps women all over the world rewire their subconscious minds, build successful businesses, attract love and money and manifest their dreams by empowering them with elite mindset tools and powerful daily rituals. So let's get into the episode. Sam, welcome to Love, Sex and Magic. So happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here in person. I know. This is so <laughs> exciting to have you here because it's... we've been on a journey for the last year, year and a bit inside the Queendom together. Yeah. And you came out to my house, my last place in Miami as well. And we spent like a day together working on business and coaching and all the things. And it just feels really awesome to have you here now me as a mom and you've like grown your business in such a beautiful way and shifted so many things in your business and your work so yeah I'm just grateful to have you here yeah thank you it's very cool because we're both in very different places since Mm -hmm. the last time when I was in your Atlantis palace in Mm -hmm. Miami like things were so different for you things are so different for me it's cool yeah yeah so I want to hear more about your story if you can share I know you've taken I know you've taken a lot of risks to like be where you are today yeah and I've I know we've all heard this story of like quitting the nine to five to like start a business and it's a lot more accessible for people to do these days but I love your story because I really feel like you are someone that loves just taking risks and you're willing to kind of just go with what is like calling you in life. And so can you share a bit more about that journey for you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, this, this pattern of like taking big risks started many years ago for me, but it's been one of the biggest lessons and, and such an important, um, such an important part of my journey to get to where I am today. And it's been something I've had to do over and over again. And I know that it's something that so many women struggle with mm-hmm. letting go of what they've known in pursuit of something bigger or different or facing the unknown, mm-hmm. you know? And I think the first time that I really felt this in a big way of, of really just like honoring my sacral authority. I'm also a manifesting generator. So you know the feeling. But at that point, I had no language for that. I didn't even know what human design was or any of that. But I think the the first really big moment of me doing that, honoring the sacral authority and just saying, yep, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm desiring. I don't have all the answers. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm going to do it anyway was when I grad- I had just graduated college 
And I decided to decline my corporate job offers. I didn't even get to the nine to five. Mm -hmm. It was like, quit the nine to five. I didn't even get that far. (laughs) I had one internship and I was like, oh, I was like shedding my pants. Like, oh my God, I don't think I can do this. Like just looking around and seeing everybody in the cubicles and Mm -hmm. realizing like, you know, the guy across the hall was my boss and he was in his 40s or 50s. And it was like a realization for me of like, this is – my future. Like when I make this choice, like this is long term. Mm-hmm. And I just had this like moment of like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm like, I can't commit to this yet. <laughs> You're like trembling. Like, I can't have your life in the future. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, that's a, a lesson that people talk about too, is like, if you don't want your boss's life, mm-hmm. it's important to kind of look at that trajectory because that's sort of the option that you have. That's dire- the direction you can go in. And so I, declined my job offer in Chicago, which I, up until that point, I had thought that that's what I really wanted was to be this businesswoman working in PR. Like I wanted to wear like the pantsuit and like have the cute like designer briefcase and like, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like walk through the city (laughs) and be like, yes. That is like the image of a successful woman. Yeah. 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 And it was so interesting to me to realize that that probably wasn't even my own vision. Totally. Like that. I don't know where like it came movies from. movies or something. Yeah. The world, you know, parents, whatever. But mm-hmm. let, I it was an awakening because at that point I had just studied abroad for a semester in Europe. I was living in Spain and I came back to the U.S. and I was in this corporate internship. And that's what I, you know, saw the cubicles and I was like, I have just – been so expanded. I've had this experience of like travel and falling in love in a foreign country and, you know, seeing how people in different places and in different cultures just appreciate life for living and not mm-hmm. just for succeeding. And that's when I was like, I can't, I'm not ready for this yet. Maybe I will be, but I've got to like explore some other things first. So I declined the job offer and I moved back to Spain. And I said it would be a year. It turned into six, but (laughs) that was a big moment of just, you know, cutting out the noise of everybody else. Of course, I was terrified to tell my parents, you know, this degree that you've just helped fund for me at this really amazing university. Oh, yeah, like I'm not going to use it, (laughs) by the way. You know, I'm just going to move to Spain for this like poverty level wage to like teach English to kids in, in classrooms. And it was scary. You know, and I think it was a, a moment too where everybody, it's like that that path that is laid out in front of us of mm-hmm. go to school, then go to university, then get a job. And everybody yeah. is kind of at that point in your life when you're in your young 20s, everybody is still sort of on the path. Like we're just these fish like all going mm-hmm. in the same channel in the same direction. So everyone around me is talking about what jobs they're getting and what salaries and what cities they're moving to. And it was – it was really challenging for me to just totally deviate from that mm-hmm. and be like, I'm not doing any of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm I'm not getting a big, cool corporate job in like a cool U.S. city. Like, I'm I'm just gonna go over here and like teach some fourth graders like mm-hmm. <laughs> ABCs and see how it goes. So that for me was like the first true test yeah. of sacral authority and like how much can I really just honor the desire mm. without having the answers. I and, love that. And I like 
that what that taught me so much. I feel like that's like such a key ingredient needed in a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. It's like the ability to listen to your own intuition and your own inner guidance and do be willing to go somewhere where other people aren't going because entrepreneurship is all about forging your own path, creating your own thing, your own lifestyle, your own thing that probably people haven't done before, you know? Yeah. So I'm curious to hear how you found the coaching industry and how you decided this is the industry that I want to go into and develop a business. This is before, obviously, you and I came together. Yeah, yeah. So I moved to Spain and when I got there is when I started kind of unpacking some things that that were coming up for me around body image. And I was still in this phase, recently graduated from college where I had gained a bit of weight. This happens to a lot of women. And I was, I could recognize that I did not feel like my confident self that I wanted to be. I was really just like caught up in negative self-talk and body image and forcing myself to eat or not eat certain things and, you know, pushing workouts that totally did not make sense for me. Um, you know, burning out my adrenals, trying to do all the hit exercises, like mm -hmm. trying to, as they say, like hate myself into loving myself, which mm -hmm. we know doesn't work. And so that was the gateway for me into personal development. And I started with like body image, self-love, um, learning intuitive eating, which mm -hmm. is amazing because I know Same that's path. like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it is for so many of us. I mean, we start where we start and then it kind of like unfolds and unravels from there in this beautiful divine way. Mm. And so I started consuming all the things, you know, I was reading so many books. I started practicing meditation a lot more religiously. I went back to my yoga practice I ended up becoming a yoga teacher, mm -hmm. um, and I really just got into all of the mindset work and subconscious reprogramming and money mindset, and it all like fully just changed my whole life. And then that's when I was like, I really want to share this. And I just started on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, and I had like a blog at the time that I had started when I was traveling around Europe, and I just started sharing some motivation tips and healthy recipes and like it's so transformed from there but that was kind of the journey of how it started yeah and you just really believed in yourself yeah you know? and you're someone that I've really seen like come into this space when a lot of other people are saying the space is really saturated mm -hmm. and I think you are proof that you can come in when there's already a lot of noise going on and forge your own path still within that space yeah you know yeah. I think it was like 2018 mm -hmm. that I first started kind of like dabbling. Mm -hmm. I was in a teaching job in Madrid and it was totally draining me. It was classic like toxic work environment mm -hmm. archetype. And I just knew that I had to get out, but I didn't know really how I was going to make it work or what I was going to do. And I had three jobs at the time. So I was working at this academy and I was also interning for someone for free online. And then I was in network marketing. And so I had all these things happening, but I still wasn't really making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, but at some point I had read Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back. And I was listening to it on audio and I was in the shower one day and it was she was talking about the universal assignments and how mm -hmm. you wouldn't be given this assignment if you weren't meant to face it. Mm -hmm. And I just started like bawling my eyes out in the shower. And that day I told my partner, I was like, I have to go to work and I have to quit. 
like today. It has to be like my last day. I can't do this anymore. And he was like, okay, I think you should. I think you should go for it. And I had no backup plan at that point. Another huge risk of just Mm -hmm. like, I have to jump and trust that the universe will catch me. Mm -hmm. And it's like this image in my head, and I share this with my clients a lot of the the leaps of faith that we have to take to get where we want to go is, I don't know if you've ever seen this meme, but it's like a little man on a cliff mm-hmm. and like the yeah. big hand, <laughs> I know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. The big hand is like about to like flick him off of the cliff and, and the hand is like labeled the universe. Mm-hmm. And so it's this moment of feeling like, oh my gosh, like everything is is crashing all around me or this is so hard. And from that point of view, what the man can't see is that over the cliff, there is another hand underneath mm-hmm. waiting to catch that's also labeled the universe. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like that was that moment for me. And that's where I really like decided, okay, I'm going all in on this journey. Like I'm choosing mm-hmm. me, choosing my desires. I'm going to share more. I'm going to show up more. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go for it. And at what point did you decide to – shift that into you know what I'm like sharing all this amazing like personal development stuff online um I actually want to empower other women to grow their businesses too yeah so the shift from like you know I started in the life coaching and mindset space really working on subconscious reprogramming with women and the shift from that into business happened when I was with you mm-hmm And I think the reason that it took me a little bit longer maybe to make that shift was because of imposter syndrome and feeling like I have to have this like huge multi-million dollar business before I can tell anybody how to even make a landing page or (laughs) anything like that. And you just really empowered me to own my expertise and and trust that I had so much to offer and helped me kind of see myself of being further along than mm. maybe I thought that I was. Mm. Um, yeah, because I think like we always – it's so easy for us to just be in that outlook of where I'm yet to go, what mm-hmm. I'm yet to create, what I'm yet to accomplish totally. and not kind of take that moment to go, oh, my gosh, you know, like – Look where uh, I've come yeah. from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. So let's go into like how you and I met because now you are an amazing business coach as well. And I want to know like, what's your take on like, what makes you choose to hire a certain mentor or coach? Because you came into the queendom and we had this beautiful journey together. And I want to know like, what do you look for when you're looking for a coach? Mm. What do you think is important? Yeah, I think looking for – well, first of all, I've never really looked for a coach in that sense. Mm-hmm. I've never been like, oh, I'm coach shopping and let mm-hmm. me see what everybody's doing and who am I going to pick. For me, it's just allowing a mentor to appear in mm-hmm. divine timing when it's right. So I didn't necessarily go looking for you. I had followed you for some time. Mm-hmm. Um but I wasn't like shopping for a coach per se. But I think it's just important to look for someone who's an embodiment of what you are desiring to create in not only your business, but also in your life. I think that's a really, really important thing. And I think that's a lot to do with feminine leadership is it's not just someone who's made a lot of money and is going to say, hey, here's how you make a ton of money. It's are they making money in a way that you want to make money? Are they making money in a way that's allowing them to to live 
from a heart-centered place. Mm. And so finding someone who's an embodiment of who you want to be, Mm. right? Not just like, oh, there's this business and these accolades and things, but is this someone that I want to practice being? Totally. And I think it's so... Um, I love that you spoke about embodiment because that's something that I'm so passionate about. Like, it's not about what we're teaching, it's about what we're embodying. And I love that you shared about, you know, do you want a life that's similar or do you want the kind of life that they have? I think it's important to differentiate because it's easy to look at someone's life online and be like, I want a life like theirs. But it's actually like, well, what does is, what is my dream life look like? Because for someone else, their dream life is, you know, a high rise in New York and like a fancy car or whatever. And like for someone else, it's like living in the jungle in Costa Rica and everyone's gets to be different. Yeah. But I think it's about like, I think when we find a mentor that shares the same values, I think mm. that's really important as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because, well, I mean, to tell the story of how I actually joined the queendom, mm-hmm. like you were such an embodiment of what I would desire for my life and my business and the impact that I wanted to create and kind of the legacy that I wanted to lead. I, I just felt that you were such a beautiful embodiment of that. I saw you like doing an Instagram live. Mm-hmm. I remember this moment like so vividly. It's one of those, it's like core memory. You know, I remember, I remember where I was in my apartment in Madrid Mm-hmm. you were doing a live video and about the queendom. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think I like watched the whole thing. Like I can't, I think I like saw it like towards <laughs> the end and you were like, tomorrow's the last day to get like the bonus one-on-one call with me. Like if you join the queendom and I like went to the sales page, I read it. I was like, this is me. 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 And then I messaged you and I was like, I think I'm signing up for the queendom. I remember that. I was like, he was like, DM in it was literally yeah. like 30 minutes until like it closed with this bonus and you were like here's the application that's alignment yeah that's when that's like sacral authority stuff i was like know? deposit in painful like, done 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 yeah so what was your relationship like with your business before we started working together and what is it like now because you spoke about feminine leadership which is like such a huge component of what we do in the queendom yeah and i think it's I'm really passionate about helping women shift their relationship with work. So it's not just like more, 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 more. It's like, how am I actually relating to my business? Like, am I actually really enjoying this? And what is the energy that I'm leading from? So I'd love to hear like how that transformation was for you. Yeah. I mean, everything that I've come to understand about feminine leadership has, has really, I think, come from you because up until that point, Everything that I saw or that was an example for me was this very masculine way of leading and of doing things. And I'll never forget like something that you said that really stuck with me, which was if this is your life's work and you want to be doing this forever, what is the rush? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God. I don't know. Like, I guess I don't know. I don't know what the rush is. But, like, I had always just been, like, on this treadmill, mm-hmm. uh, like, that I invented for myself, right? Mm-hmm. Or or that, you know, the subconscious programming or societal conditioning had put me on, yeah. which was, like, got to get there faster, harder, first. Yeah. Why am I not there yet already? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I think a huge part of my journey of understanding feminine leadership was 
I can be a leader in my own way and in my mm -hmm. own time. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't need to happen overnight. And I think like when we look at your journey in business, like you're like an OG in the coaching space, right? Like you started before like any of us, I feel. Um, and you've like really taken your time mm -hmm. to create the things that you want. And everything – I remember you talking about this as well of each thing – get so much like attention and love poured into it mm -hmm. so that it can be this like beautiful creation mm -hmm. rather than let me just like whip stuff out so that I can yeah. pump it out the door and you know try and get to the next space mm -hmm. so I think taking yeah. my time I love that because when we take our time it means we get to listen to our body so the people or like the the culture that says like go 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 is not listening to the body is listening to that pressure of why am I not there yet? Faster, faster, more, more, more. Let me get there as fast as possible. And we know like that leads to burning out. That leads to being unhappy. That leads to checking goals off the list and being like, oh, I don't feel happy. Like I don't feel fulfilled. I'm just on to the next goal. Yeah. Right. Hey guys, just want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about my favorite product that I'm using right now, and that is Pitsy Natural Deodorant. I've tried every single natural deodorant that's out there. This is the only one that actually works and lasts and stops me from smelling. But not only does it stop me from smelling, it actually smells freaking amazing. And there are six different scents. So what I love about Pitsy is I can basically choose the scent that I want that morning, depending on the kind of mood I'm in, depending on my outfit, the vibe that I'm in. So I might go for like rose, which I love the rose one. But then this morning I was feeling more in like a lavender clove bird kind of mood. I might feel in like a dark sea kind of mood. Like I'm so multidimensional that I like to choose a different scent every day, <laughs> right? So I love this product so much. It's also biodegradable, compostable. You can literally um, put this into the soil when you're done with it and it will completely disintegrate into nothing. So super good for the planet, which we absolutely love. But yeah, most of all, just love that it actually works, you know, as a natural product. So everyone get your hands on some Pitsy. You can use the code MELWELLS10 to get 10% off your order. So go to meetpitsy.com or Instagram slash meetpitsy. All right, back to the episode. So even to answer more deeply what business looked like before my time in the queendom, mm. at, at the point of me joining the queendom, I was doing really well in my business. I was fast approaching my first $100,000 in business. And like just a couple weeks, I think it was like a month after I joined the mastermind, I had like the biggest launch that I'd ever had. And I crossed the $100,000 mark, which is, you know, a huge milestone for me. And just at like the the year mark of mm -hmm. my business being online. Which is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. But just to your point, it was like, it kind of felt like I What's celebrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really tried to celebrate it. Like we got a cake. I put 100K on it. I was like, <laughs> we're going to savor this and celebrate it. But truly, it was like, okay what's next, hmm. you know? And, and I think that in, in some ways I'm, I'm still, it's a practice, mm -hmm. right? I think it's, it'll always be sort of a practice for me of like remembering to slow down and savor those moments. And, 
also just appreciate what's already happening for me and around me and for my clients and just getting excited about those things instead of just always looking ahead and trying to get to the next goal. But at that point, I had no help, which that was another huge thing that like changed a lot for me. I had no help at that point. I was completely- oh my gosh, I remember that. I remember right? that, yeah. You were doing everything yourself. Yes. <laughs> and you were like, how do you do this? And I was like- I don't. I don't. Like, <laughs> like I have like an amazing team and you get to have that too. Yeah. That was another huge thing for me. So I was doing everything on my own. I had that huge launch, like 27 women joined this program of mine and they all got one-on-one calls. I remember that. And then I was like, Mel, I think I fucked up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like this is amazing, but also I broke my business. <laughs> I you know? remember that. And so then from that point, it was like, okay, this is how we scale. This is how we give back some of your time. Like, Mm -hmm. let's transition to groups. Like, you need to hire. You need to delegate. And it was just you really inspiring me to, like, believe in myself that I was at enough of a level to be able to do that. Because I think Mm -hmm. that's, again, the story that we tell ourselves a lot is I'm not far enough along. Like, I don't deserve this yet. Totally. And just being like, no, like, I do. I can do this. I can hire someone. I can get help. I can delegate. I can transition to, I can transition to groups. Like, and that just changed everything for me. And clearing, you know, making white space in my calendar. You inspired me so much to just like have days where like, I don't take clients. Mm -hmm. And like right now, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is like, I don't even have anything. Yeah. It's been like such a change from 90 calls, 90 one-on-one calls in 90 days. I mean, that's, I still can't believe, but yeah, that's the reality of so many entrepreneurs. And I just want to say again, like the energy that we grow our business in is so important because it's how we relate to our entire work life. So if you're, you can either like hustle your way to a million dollars or you can hustle your way to a a hundred thousand and decide, okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to shift my energy and rise in a completely different style of leadership to the next goal or mile point, whatever that may, whatever that might be. So it's like, we get to decide how we grow in a certain direction. And I think what you're speaking about is like putting boundaries in place and getting to prioritize ourselves, our bodies, our time, and really value that instead of like, I've just got to be this hamster on the wheel because this is how people do it. And this is the only way to get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That was like so, so powerful for me. And I think another thing about kind of like transitioning into this feminine leadership, because I was so in my masculine Mm -hmm. up until this point, was also understanding that business is so much more than just what it can do for me, but it Mm -hmm. started to become about what I could do for others. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a a pillar of feminine leadership as well is understanding that, you know, there's so many of us that are quitting our nine to five jobs and starting a business, but I think we're not really doing it just because it's trendy we are doing it because it's part of this like greater divine plan. At least Mm -hmm. I really believe that. And I feel that about my business. Um, And so it's about like expanding your vision of what abundance and success means. And it's not just about like this personal agenda Mm -hmm. of wanting to have significance or make a lot of money, which 
you know, those things are valuable too. And we, and we start there, Mm -hmm. but really rising into feminine leadership for me, was like, yes, this, and where does this get to go? Right? Mm -hmm. Like how far could my personal abundance ripple out and impact other people? What is my vision? Not only just for myself and the lifestyle that I want to live and the money that I want to make, but but for the world and for our communities and for women and for Mother Earth and mm-hmm. for so many different aspects of, you know, just like a larger, greater plan. And so yeah. it it really changed something within me too of of understanding that me succeeding isn't just about like me succeeding, but it's about creating that ripple effect and building a better world and ushering in this generation of, you know, the new earth, which mm-hmm. we spoke so much about in the queendom. Mm, I love that. Yeah. It's definitely for me, like really about like living that life of service and creating a vision for a new world and kind of the queen archetype is the one who gets to say, this is the world that I envision for us. And I'm going to be an embodiment of the world that I want to see. And this is where we're going. This is where we could go. This is what yeah. the world could look like. So I love hearing you say that. It makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was like so special to me to really realize mm-hmm. that it brought so much more significance mm-hmm. to my business and to my work and, you know, really felt more like a mission than just a goal. Yeah. I love that. It makes me so happy. <laughs> I'm like, Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the work that I think that's part of the work that you're doing in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's what you would love to create and just to reflect back to you that you are. And so, like, in terms of feminine leadership, I think a lot of people who have been running their business in that more masculine energy tend to think, well, if I do things more in the feminine way, I'm probably going to miss out on the goals or I'm probably going to miss out on the success. It's probably going to set me back. What is your advice to someone that has that um, opinion? Yeah. This was probably something that I felt. I don't think I consciously thought that of like, Mm -hmm. oh, if I do things in this feminine way, like I'll be slowing down or missing out. Mm -hmm. But it's probably something that like my body sort of felt like was the truth. Mm -hmm. So I know this. I know that story (laughs) really Mm -hmm. well. And I think – what I would tell people is that sometimes you have to slow down to speed up. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be, you know, if you want to sprint for the entire marathon, you're probably going to be the person that like falls down halfway through and like can't finish. Mm-hmm. You know? It's true. Like you want to go the fastest from the jump, <laughs> like you're not going to make it to the finish line. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think it's the opposite of what we would think. We would think that by going faster, harder, stronger, more, more, that that's the result that you would create. And, and you know, I'm not going to lie to people. I think that like masculine drive and ambition and pushing is really helpful. And we need elements of that in our mm-hmm. business, of course. And that can become addicting because you operate in that way and you do see results right? Like that's just fact, you know, you, Mm -hmm. you push and you hustle and you go and it's like, it's working. Mm -hmm. And so then it, it drives that belief of like, well, this is what I have to do in order to get the results. And I think that's, what's challenging is Mm -hmm. then rewiring that and understanding I'm getting results now, but this is only going to go so far. You Mm -hmm. know, it's only going to last me so long until I collapse. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that was the place that I, I got very close to. You know, if I had kept running the business in the way that I was, taking 90 calls in 90 days, having no single day on my calendar where I didn't see clients and just launching all the time, like, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. I would be, like, in a hospital bed probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like being able to sit with ourselves and go deeper rather than just go faster and faster and faster. Yeah. Mm. And so how does your relationship with work feel like or look like now? Yeah. It's like I said, I have like three days of the week right now that are just like my days Mm -hmm. to be creative or to have a CEO day or have Mm -hmm. a total like personal day where I just do things for me and life admin and creative stuff and fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And that feels so good to me. So there's been so much more spaciousness. And I think there's also been a lot more purpose, like we spoke about in terms of like having a bigger mission and really honoring that mm-hmm. and not being afraid of of the the big things that I want to create or, you know, the ripple effect that I want to have and really just knowing that that's on my heart for a reason and feeling that that like heart-centered mission. So mm-hmm. spaciousness and purpose like amplified for mm-hmm. sure. I love that. Mm. And what are you the most excited about in your business right now? Like what projects are like mostly turning you on? Well, I'm hosting my first retreat, which is very exciting. (laughs) Yeah, very exciting. Actually, when we were in Tulum, Mm -hmm. when we were doing the breath work, I had a message like drop in so clear from spirit that was just like a simple sentence. It was all that it said. And it was, you need to be doing in-person events now. And that was it. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> That's what happens. And and I was like, okay. And I think a, a part of like my spiritual journey that I think is really important is, you know, if you're desiring this connection to spirit or to the divine or even just to your intuition and you seek those answers and you receive them and then you deny them or ignore them, I think there's no greater offense to our relationship with God or the universe is to say, hey, help me, send me a sign, give me something, tell me where to go, what to do, how would you use me? And then receive the answer and go, no, I'm not ready yet. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I can't do that. Yeah. And so something that, you know, I really try to integrate into my life is if I get a message, if I receive a sign, that means it's go time. Mm-hmm. I, I have to do that. I, I can't allow my own insecurities or fear or doubt or judgment or whatever else is coming up to hold me back because that is the the divine guidance, That's right? And it, and it knows yeah. better than me. And so I need to shut up. I need mm-hmm. to swallow all of my ideas of, of smallness or how I can't do it. And I just need to go. Yeah. You gotta listen because if you don't, it'll just keep coming. It'll just keep coming and it'll just get louder and louder each time. Right? And I think we strengthen our relationship with God or the universe or spirit when we choose to listen. Yeah. You know, I think it's like if you have a friend that's always saying, help me, give me advice, what would you do? And then it's the classic situation where you give them amazing advice and then they don't do anything with it or they do the exact opposite. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to stop talking to you then. I'm going to stop giving you advice. And I don't want that to be my relationship with God, Source, Mm -hmm. Universe. I want us to be in partnership. I want want it to feel like we are a team 
And when Mm. I need you and you come through, I respect that and I honor that. I love that. I think this is such a beautiful place to wrap up our time together. But before we do, I want to ask you the three questions. What is something that you're loving right now? Something that I'm loving right now is morning walks on the beach because I worked so hard to manifest my beach condo. And every morning when I like put my feet on the sand Mm. and I watch the sunrise over the ocean, I'm just reminded of how magical it is that I even get to do that. Beautiful. Something that turns you on? (sighs) Two things. Confidence and deep philosophical conversations. Mm, Now I want to look at your astrology charts. (laughs) Well, that's all the Sagittarius Mm, coming out. Yeah, love that. And the last time you experienced magic? I think there's, once you open your eyes to see the magic of the world, it's like every day there's Mm -hmm. tiny pieces of magic. But the last time that I experienced something that felt so like earth-shattering, crazy magic was the manifestation of being able to move my partner and my dog across this across the world to the US in the middle of a pandemic, which you played a huge role in <laughs> mentoring me and shepherding me and guiding me to mm. a place of consciousness to like allow all of that to come through. And I know this is supposed to be a short answer, but I just have to tell you this. When we were in Costa Rica, mm-hmm. I was like really, really focused on that manifestation because it was a point where it was like seeming like it was very impossible, like things were very tricky that time in the world. And I focused so much on that. And within 30 days, I was on a plane. We just sold all of our belongings. I got my dog on the plane and I was just like, here we go. Here we go. And I kept seeing this angel number in Costa Rica. It was 777 mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then the lawyer that helped make us ha- make it happen, the last three digits of his number was 777. And then when we got on the plane, the thing in the back of the seat that has like the, you know, airline and the number, it was like 777. Mm-hmm. There's so many like magical moments that was like, wow, this is all yeah. guided. Mm. Well, Sam, it's been such a pleasure to have you here and have you share your magic thank you. and thank you so much for sharing all about the queendom yeah and where can everyone come and find you and get more of you yeah if you guys want to come find me i'm mostly on instagram at underscore samantha daily and you can check out my website samanthadaily.com and i also have a podcast um, we have an episode with mel Yay. um makeshift happen podcast beautiful thank you so much sam yes, thank you so much so I really hope you loved this episode. If you enjoy listening to this show, I would love if you would leave us a review. And really exciting, you can now have your question answered by me on this show live by sending in a voice note to the show. So you will have the option to have this message completely anonymous too, but it's going to be like getting mini coaching from me on air. So if you want to take part in this, I would love to do this with you. So go to the link in the show notes and you'll know exactly what to do. So thank you so much. 